Hi folks, coming to you live. You know the drill. Say it with me now, Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday, dialed in, ready to rock and roll. We're looking at episode 16. My goodness, has this thing just been rolling right along. Tuesday after Tuesday. Unless it's Labor Day weekend, as we all know. I'm Big Game Bob. Behind the glass, you're looking at Grace Abraham. How about G. Abraham sticking this ship through? 16 episodes behind the glass. A little bit of a round of applause for the young lady putting up with my shit. Can't be easy. Cannot be easy. Through thick and thin, she's there, Grace Abraham. As I mentioned, I'm Big Game Bob. Let's jump into this son of a gun right now. What do you say? Holy shit, what an action-packed week. We're going to start things off with our sports segment. Now, this is something I, I wanted to steer away from that I said on the last episode. I didn't want to talk much about Antonio Brown last week. Great said, Robbie, you got to do it. It's the hot topic. People want to know. I, the, the guy's clearly, he's clinically insane. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Hell of a talent, but he's he is clinically and just, he, he's insane. He's nuts. He's like a schizophrenic. One of those. You know, and I, the, the stories that we had to touch on with him, with that being said, a new story has come out about Antonio Brown because once one story comes out, a whole nother 15 comes out. That's the way, you know, it works now. One story comes out about somebody, everybody comes chugging right along with theirs. This one is... This is the only story that that I could not take seriously. I mean, I think you got to know if you're if you've been covering, just following along, you got to know where this is going. The Antonio Brown fart scandal. Yeah, that's right. You heard it, the fart scandal. So apparently a doctor came out and said that he was treating Antonio Brown and when he went to treat him, he kept farting in the office. Now, I can't imagine sitting down with a lawyer, a analyst, whoever it may be, a reporter, and, and, and telling this story seriously, yet covering it. I just couldn't take it seriously. I'm sorry, Doc. I, I, I mean, the whole thing is just the Antonio Brown fart scandal. So the best part about this whole thing is the New York Times even did like a headline. The New York Times put up a headline. I got to read this one out to you. I saved it, of course. Antonio Brown's former doctor says the football star repeatedly, repeatedly farted in his face and laughed about it during a consultation where he showed up three hours late and claims the receiver still owes him 11000 in unpaid fees, according to a new report. New York Post, that's, that's the headline there. That's that's what we're, this world is coming to in the sports media game. And the best part about it, I, I, I root for any wins for Fox Sports, and then I root against ESPN, because ESPN, it's like the Patriots. They win every single year. Sports-wise, all you know is ESPN. You want to see somebody new come into the game, which is why I really pull for Fox Sports. But the win for Fox Sports was that they didn't go on and cover this. Of course ESPN sent their own person to cover it. 
I don't know who it was they sent. It might have been Sal Palantonio. But you imagine being like before the meeting, all the journalists lined up like, man, I hope I don't get sent on this Antonio Brown fart case. I hear it's in Michigan. I got to head up to Michigan and cover farts. Sal, we're going to send you to go cover uh, Antonio Brown's farts, if you don't mind. You're on the first trip to Michigan tomorrow, 9 a.m. flight. We're going to put you up in the Hilton. Yeah? How much does that suck? But the funniest thing about it was, of course, in 2019, there's a video of it. There's video proof. I mean, so somehow somebody was recording Antonio Brown farting in the doctor's office. There's video. That's what's good about 2019. There's a video of everything. So I'm watching this thing and the doctor is like, he's like performing on him. You know, it's like a standard checkup and he's just ripping farts. And after every fart, he goes, sorry, doc. My fault. Sorry, doc. Ah, shit, my bad, doc. And he apologizes to the doctor after every single one. But of course, SportsCenter, ESPN sent somebody there. I mean, I it just, it, it blows my mind. Trying to beat that guy shipping up to Ann Arbor to go cover these farts. Yeah, Bob, reporting live from Michigan here, um... As you know, there's all types of farts, Bob, wet ones, loud ones, stinky ones, silent but deadly. We still have no word on what type of fart this was. Here's us trying to get a hold of Dr. David as he left his office the other day. Dr. David, Dr. David, TMZ, TMZ, uh, would you talk a little bit about the fart that Antonio Brown laid on you? Guys, if you want to talk anything pediatrics, I will be more than happy to do so. For now, I have no comment in regards to farts. I'm going to get home now, and we'll let this trial uh, run its course, if you will. How is anybody taking this whole thing seriously? You know? And then then on on top of that, so of course ESPN sent somebody, so they've been covering this fart for the past three weeks. Now, Antonio Brown decides to retire from football. I think the fart thing was his final blow. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) I should have said, I think this was the final straw for him. So he just decides to retire from football. New England releases him, so he's done there. He's just going to retire. He enrolls into Central Michigan University and is now going to be taking fucking 30 credits a semester. How come we're not talking about the the dean of admissions, if you will, of the Central Michigan Chippewas that allowed this guy back after all these scandals? How come that's not being discussed? I had a C in ceramics in high school and got denied from 9 out of 10 schools that I applied to because of it. Ceramics. As if I want to go out and be making pots all day. Yeah, I build my own silverware out of clay. That's actually a clay fork you're eating right now. I do it all from my warehouse. Like anybody gives a shit about ceramics. But Antonio Brown's got rape allegations against him. Fart allegations against him. All type of allegations against him. And we're just going to accept them right back into the school? What, did you give him dining credit as well, too? He gets three meals at the school cafeteria? How come How come that dean of admissions isn't on the hot seat right now? We're not going to talk about that? 
If ESPN's not going to talk about it, guess who will? Big Bob on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Grace, that gets us started for our sports segment. Moving on. Grace, there's this new place that everybody's all hyped up about in L.A. And it's building into like a bit of a chain. They had a Netflix special. It was on Chef's Table. You know how like they get each a certain restaurant gets their own episode? And I watched this and I was blown away. The chef is like from Italy. He does his own pizza. They import all the ingredients and everything. Like one of those things. But the Netflix thing gets you kind of hyped up about it. And I'm like David Portnoy in the sense where if you tell me you have good pizza, I will be there at some point in time and put that to the test. I'm a pizza guy. And I watched his Netflix special. It looked awesome. So we got a reservation in there. My buddy had a connection to get in there because usually it's like a two-hour wait. So we went in there, and on the Netflix special, it's not even one of the dishes they were showing, but next to the main dish they were showing was a great-looking Caesar salad. And nobody appreciates a good Caesar like Bobby Caesars does. Like, I, I just love a good Caesar salad. So we went. It's in Brentwood. I've never been to Brentwood. Brentwood's like apparently 10 minutes from Los Angeles. Maybe I've passed through it a couple times. But in two years of being here, I've never been to Brentwood. Apparently all the stars like LeBron and everybody, anybody who's anybody in L.A. lives there. And it is fucking gorgeous there. I mean, the streets are crystal clear. Speaking of crystal clear streets, walls, ceilings, windows... Mirrors, I'd like to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, spray it. I put that shit on just about everything. Yeah, everything. The official spray of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. But anyway, Grace, um, you like that transition? Um, Yeah, there's a lot of hype around this place. So we go in there, and on the way in there, I shit you not, there must have been about five Whole Foods on one street. Like that's how you know a place is nice is where is the closest Whole Foods? If I'm buying a house and I got kids and I want to make sure they're going to a good school system, you don't even got to go to the school. You don't got to walk around the neighborhood to make sure it's a good neighborhood. I would Google closest Whole Foods to me. If it's anything less than three miles, you're in the clear. We're going to school here. Sign me up. Where do I sign? Anything over three miles, you're looking for a new house. Don't go to the school system. Don't go meet the teachers. Type in closest Whole Foods to me. 1.2 miles, book it. We'll take the house. Three bedrooms, five bedrooms, doesn't matter. We're in. That's the way I tell if if an area is nice or not. There were five fucking Whole Foods on one street. But we go in, we sit down. Right out of the gate before the waiter could even say hello. Hi, guys. Well, yeah, we'll start with the Caesar, uh, please. We're out of Caesar salads. I said, you're, you're, out, you're out of Caesars? What do you mean you're out of Caesar salads? I've been alive for 26 years. I've never heard we're out of Caesar salad. Now, about five minutes before, they notify us that they're out of the wine that we ordered. And the wine, so be it. We'll pick a new bottle. Caesars, you, you, you can't go pick a different Caesar, all right? You can't just change up Caesar salad to a, a, a Cobb salad. It doesn't work like that. 
But what I said to the server, I said, ma'am, it's not the Caesars that you guys are out of. You guys are out of romaine lettuce. So so the restaurant here that got, you know, self-acclaimed Netflix special is not out of Caesar salad. You're out of romaine lettuce. You mean to tell me you can't send any of the 25 bussers you got running around the joint to one of the five Whole Foods we just walked by and go grab a, a slap of romaine for your boy? Is this how we're going to do things? So, so that's how we got, that's how it started off. Long story short, it, it ended up being some of the best pizza I think I've ever had. I'm usually not a Neapolitan guy, pizza guy. I like like a good football season to refer to Dave Portnoy again, like a good football pizza. Big, tangy sauce. A pizza that you could just knock down like four or five slices and you're in there. You're good to go. But we then get to check. So I'm already a little upset about the whole out of romaine deal. The the Caesar dressing you got to have. You're out of romaine. I want to make that very clear. You're not out of Caesar. It sounds better to say we're out of the Caesar salad. It sounds worse, but the truth is you're out of romaine lettuce, which is a bit of a problem. So be careful when ordering the, uh, the romaine slice if they got one of those. But then this is where it really gets interesting. And every restaurant's got to have their own shtick, their own thing that makes them different. This is good. Check comes out. There's three of us. We all go into our wallets to get cash. We're in the hotel business. We have a lot of cash on us. So we put cash down. The girl goes, oh, no, I'm sorry, guys. We actually don't accept cash. You don't accept cash. So you don't you don't do Caesars and you don't do cash is what is what you're telling me. I I mean, it's kind of cool. There's some places that only accept cash, and those are like the old school places that have been around since 1925. And like, you get that. That's like their thing. There's a reason that they're still up and running business-wise. Like, yeah, I I respect that. But only given credit card. What, do you got a close connection with Uncle Sam? I I, I mean, another question I had to it is, what if I want to leave a tip? You know, what if I want to leave a cash tip? You only do you only do card tips? The server's got to come over and hand you the iPad like you're back at Supercuts? You click the big box, 10%, 15%, or 20%. Small right-hand corner, there's a little box that says other in case you want to be a cheap bastard. I mean, you, you don't take cash. It's the most liquid of all assets. It would be like taking a rare blood diamond down to the National Bank. I'm sorry, sir. We don't accept rare minerals here. However, you could take your business down to the local pawn shop down the street. I'm sure they'll go ahead and accept your blood diamond for $1.6 million. I mean, I just have never, I've never heard of that. You know? And then the people lining up, waiting in line to go still be seated... You say to the host, oh, yeah, the table 22 looks open there. We can't grab that. Oh, no, they actually just got their check. The guy actually only had cash on him, so he's on the way back to go get a credit card right now. They should be back in about give or take 25 minutes, okay? Ran out of cards, only had cash. Everybody's got to have their shtick now. So now Pizzana is the place that only accepts credit cards, no cash. I've never heard of that.
No Caesars, no cash. Come to Pizzana. We're always open. We'll leave the light on for you. The best slice known to man. I mean, but again, the place was really good. Give it a try. Pizzana. There's one opening up in West Hollywood. But if you want to pass five Whole Foods while you go to Pizzana, I suggest the one in Brentwood for you where you pay $25 to Valet Park. Not including the $5 tip you got to give the guy. Anywho, moving on. There's this company that I work with, Grace, that what they kind of do, they kind of act as like an agent per se. Pretty much companies come to them and pitch their product to them and then ask them to bring aboard an influencer that they work with. And, like, they get a certain cut out of it, then the influencer goes and does some ads for, for that company, and they're kind of like the middleman there for you. So the company I work with, they're really good to me, and I got a really good relationship with my main contact from that company. His name is Brandon. And he calls me the other day, and he says, look, Rob, there's this event that, that we're hosting for the influencers that we have. We're hosting a brunch for you guys. It would really mean a lot if you could come. Sunday afternoons, all I want to do is watch football. I I go about my week accordingly just so I could spend all Sunday afternoon watching football. So the last thing I want to do is go to brunch with 15 influencers, as as we call them. Like, it doesn't get any more L.A. than that. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm out to brunch with 15 influencers right now. We just hit a Pilates and a spin class. We're going to go get a green juice and head over to, uh, to brunch. They do a good vegan omelet. This is great. So I expressed to Brandon, I said, we're very close. So I said, look, I, I got no interest in going. I'm going to go for you. But I just want to put it on the record that I have no interest in this right now. Even if it was on a Wednesday afternoon, I would still have no interest. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. I go. I, I'm the, like the first one at the table. Of course, everybody's an hour late. I'm old school. I'm five minutes early. If you're on time, you're late. If you're five minutes early, you're on time. So that was me. First guy that walks in had a supreme fanny pack for the first influencer. That's like the thing now are fanny packs. They used to be made fun of, and now it's like a trend. So I had to sit with Mr. Supreme and his fanny pack for like 10 minutes and strike up some conversation in the middle of kickoff trying to watch the games that are behind the bar, but everybody starts rolling in. And a couple of the faces I knew because I've seen them online and their videos and I'm not going to say a name, but there was a girl there who's got 2.1 million followers. Mind you, out of all the influencers that were there, I had to have the lowest amount of following. These guys had 70,000 followers when they were like five years old. It's like, you know, I was like a nobody to them. But what I found fascinating with this girl influencer, I'm going to try and refrain from that word because it's such like a frowned upon word. You just immediately get laughed at when you say you're an influencer. But I don't know what else to call it. But she had like 2.1 million followers. I knew exactly who she was. She's gorgeous. But the funny thing is she brought her boyfriend and... You would never know from her page that she has a boyfriend. So I found it very fascinating. She told me that, you know, they know about getting in the algorithm and when to go on Instagram Live, when to post, best time to post, 
all that stuff. So I, I don't know anything about that. I just, if I have a video, I post it. I don't care what time of the day it is. So I was actually learning a lot. But she said that she can't put her boyfriend, who was there, she was talking like he wasn't, in the, on her page because not as many people would follow her. Because for some odd reason, the, the, the freak shows that comment on her pictures think they actually have a shot at her by putting the heart emojis and all that good stuff. So they want to follow and then tell their friends to follow. And if there's a boyfriend, nobody's going to follow. So I found it kind of interesting. But the guy she was with was awesome. He was such a cool guy. He knew he totally outkicked his coverage. Like, I, I, I mean, to be flat out honest, if you were looking at them as a couple... It, it was a steal for him. Like, I, I, right when I had a chance to, when she wasn't around, I was like, how the fuck did you pull that one off? And he was laughing. Like, he, he, he understood his place in the relationship, and it made it very refreshing. He was a lot of fun. He just, he got it. He understood. So, uh, throughout the breakfast, or the brunch, per se, she's throwing a lot of zingers at him. Like, really taking some cheap shots. And in the beginning, it's like, all right, like, you know, <laughs> with what the circumstances this guy has, he, he's got it pretty good, okay? He can afford to take a couple zingers. He's going to have to wear that one. You know what I mean? You got to be able to take it. And he did, but she kept going, and she kept grilling at this kid who was her boyfriend. She has him, like, standing up on the chair to take a picture of her and then he didn't put it in portrait mode so she threw a fit she's reaching over to his plate to take some of his hash browns when he doesn't approve of it you know the kid was just taking a beating so I I, I started to feel a little bad for him but nothing to where I was going to say something finally she gets up to go to the bathroom and the kid turns to me and he goes hey Rob he goes I know most of the people here have no idea who you are, and that's okay. I just want to let you know, I'm a huge friend of the pod. Love your work. Loved what you did with the Reach episode. I said, wow, well, well thank you very much. Something tells me you're not going to get the Reach when this bill comes out. He's like, nope, probably not. But immediately when he said that, like parent mode starts to kick in where you, you want to defend the kid. As soon as he told me he was a friend of the pod, I pretty much said to myself, this girl's not firing one more zinger at this guy without me saying something. I became very protective of him as soon as he said the friend of the pod part. So we finally get the check and the girl says, let's go back to the apartment. That, that was word for word. Let's go back to the apartment. So, I, you know, I'm having a good time. Bottomless mimosas were flowing. I said, all right, fuck it. I'll go back for a little. Catch the 1 o'clock games. So we go back. We all Uber. We get back to her place. And all is fine and dandy. She's kind of given like us, us a tour of, her, of the apartment there. And it was strange. She's got like no furniture. The mattress in her bedroom is just in the middle of the floor. It's not even like hanging up by something. Like for a girl with 2.1 million followers, her apartment was a wreck. So one of the influencers says to her, she goes, well, uh, how long have you guys been dating? She goes, well, we've been together for three years, but it would have been four if he wasn't so afraid of commitment. And finally, that, that, that was the last straw for me. I, ha I had seen enough of the zingers. 
I, it was time to protect my friend of the pod. So I just stop. I go, commitment? Commitment? And I think that everybody else is still going to be like talking so only she could hear me. But I kind of just had the floor. For the group of 15, all the eyes were on me. They're like, where's he going with this one? I said, commitment? You don't even have a bed frame for your mattress. Okay? We waited 25 minutes for you to order your eggs Benedict. And every single person in that room knew exactly what you were going to order. I knew from the time I met you that you were going to order the eggs Benedict. I could have just put in the order for you. You've had the same furniture in your Amazon shopping cart for about two weeks. We had to hear you talk about it for 20 minutes. There's nothing in your refrigerator right now. And you want to talk about commitment? My apologies if my friend here is a little afraid of commitment. I'd be a little afraid too if the girl I was seeing didn't have a bed frame. I mean, when you host people, what do you just give them the four play yogurts you have in your refrigerator? And they just sip on some Poland spring waters? All right? Bet you come over to my man's place. He's got cheese and crackers, a little Pinot Grigio. Please spare me on the whole commitment talk here, girl. And everybody just pauses. And, and throughout me saying this, the kid's just in the back just shaking his head like, no, 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 no. And I don't know if he's like shaking his head like, yeah, you know what? This guy's right. I'm walking out of these doors. I could do better. And then finally I said, I mean, look at your living room. You got a poster of Dante Culpepper on the Vikings and then a Jets plaque. What were you, born in New York and raised in Minnesota? Haven't heard that one before. Commitment. And everybody just pauses and she looks at me and she goes, yeah, well, you'd be right if this was my apartment. And I was like, oh, God, it's his apartment. And he puts his hand up and he goes, it's mine. And everything just stayed quiet. And I was just like, fuck. It's like, well, uh, you know, I love what you did with the carpet here, though. My God, that is some good living room carpet there, my man. Anywho, folks, I got to go ahead and Uber, so I will, uh, I will see you later. I'm going to go catch the uh, second half of the 1 o'clock games. Do you all have a good one? Um, if you want to collab at some point on one of your workout videos, by all means, you have my number. There you go. I'll be on my way. You know, and all I was trying to do was protect the friend of the pod. That's all I was trying to do. As soon as he mentioned that, I was just ready to pounce. So I I don't think you'll see any collabs uh, with this girl. And Brandon, I apologize for that. Um, But I showed up to the brunch as promised. Got a little bit of football in and here we are. Moving on. Holy shit, Grace, call me crazy. Look at the time, it's 2.27 p.m. You know what that means. If you don't, that's okay. I'll still tell you what that means. A little bit of a drum roll, please, there, Grace. It's time for the Ask Bob segment week by week, Tuesday by Tuesday, I tell you folks. Send in some fan mail. Send in some questions. DMs. You could, you could call me on my cell phone. Whatever it may be, submit your question and be featured on the Ask Bob segment. Being featured for question number one. Coming from a young man by the name of Joey 
Catazone, Mendham, New Jersey, right next to my home turf, Randolph, New Jersey, Mo County, stand up, please. Gotta love it, gotta love it. You fire in a question from anywhere in Morris County, odds are on your side, my friend. First question from Catazone. Bob, I'm looking to get into the podcast game with my friends. Not sure of the concept yet. Any suggestions you could give us? First off, Catazone, get yourself a theme of the pod. Find yourself a Grace Ibrahim of the pod. Most importantly, what I could give you, too, I, I have five people when the podcast is done. Before it even goes out, Grace emails five people, my good, trusted friends that I know are going to be so brutally honest with me. And I tell them to be brutally honest, and they, and they will be. Just for me saying that, it's not like they're going to try and find something that they don't like. If they love it, they tell me they love it. If they hate it, they tell me they hate it. Or I get the phone call at 8 p.m. every night from my dad every Monday evening before the podcast comes out and he tells me whether he loves it or hates it. And if he loved it, I'll just be like, it's good. It's very good. It's interesting. And that's how I know it's very good. If it's bad, he'll just be like, eh. It just just wasn't for me, Rob. It's okay. It's all right. Just just uh, just wasn't for me. Might be for your mother, not for me. But I'll still be tuned in next episode. But they they give me the five people I have are are friends, and then my dad, and they give me such a brutally honest review. Like a lot of a lot of my friends, like three out of the five, told me that the nine eleven bit I did last week, the 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 tribute to nine eleven, it was a tough. Segue from going from comedy and then into just like a sad bit of the 9-11. They said it was a little too much to take. And I get that. I get that. It was a, it was a bold play, but it was something I, I, I wanted to speak about. But yeah, they, they gave me brutally honest advice and that's what you need. That's what you need. First episode I did, it was it was a disaster. And I redid the whole thing because all five were against it. So I knew there was some issue. But that's my answer for you there, Catazone. Let's keep it moving here on the Ask Bob segment. Next question on the Ask Bob segment here is coming from Billy Allen. That is as about a bo- oh, out of Boise, Idaho, Grace. Holy shit. So out of the 18 people that live in Boise, Idaho, one of them submitted their question to the Ask Bob segment. Mr. Allen would like to know, Bob, if I voted for you in 2020, what's the first thing you would change? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Um, fuck, if I got Billy on board, I got a chance I went in Boise, Idaho for this thing. Um, I, I, you know... <laughs> You know, Bill, I, I, I mentioned it before, either on in an Instagram post, I think, is it's something simple, but it's something that needs to be changed. When you're checking out of a store, nowadays, you never know if you're going to use card. Most likely you are, especially if you eat at Pizzana. That's the only option you have. You, you're so confused when you go to check out on whether or not it's going to be a chip-in process or you're swiping. Some stores tell you, oh, swipe only. 
And then some cashiers get upset with you because you're not putting the chip in and they think you should know that you got to put in the chip by now via credit card. That's the first thing I would change. I would get everybody, I would do a a board of ops meeting or whatever they do in the White House and I would say, look guys, first thing we're going to do is we're going to decide is everybody in the nation going to go chip in at the cash register or are we sliding? We're going to pick one and we're going to stick to it. And if you happen to be a, uh, a Cumberland Farms or a Shell gas station convenience store, and the only option you have is to go chip in when we've made the decision as a nation to go swipe, you're going to be taxed on that. You're going to pay a bit of a penalty on that. Because every time I go to clock out of a register, I never get it right. It's a 50% chance. If they want me to swipe, I'm going chip in. If they want me to go chip in, I'm swiping. I just never get it right. And I'm fumbling there with my Visa card for five minutes. It would move things a lot faster. Then we'll get into all the, the, the wars and, and, and meat and potatoes to things. But first thing I would do for you, Bill, is I would give you that satisfactory and comfort of walking into a convenience store, grocery store, whatever it may be, and know that when you go to the register, you don't have to guess 50-50 coin flip type deal. You're either just chipping in or you're swiping. And that's the first move I would make for you as President of the United States, Mr. Allen. Let's go win Idaho now. Let's go win the state of Idaho, why don't we? Moving on, next question for the Ask Bob segment. It's coming to Kyle Reed out of Houston, Texas. Another Houston question here. I believe we had one of those a couple episodes ago. Kyle Reed goes, Bob, this question's for... By the way, every question I like how it starts with Bob. A lot of people just do Bob, comma. Kyle Reed here goes, Bob, this question's for Grace Ibrahim. When are we going to see some Grace Ibrahim merchandise? And Grace, what's it like working with Big Bob on the ones and twos behind the glass? Well, folks, that's not a question for me to answer. I'm going to go ahead and pass this one over. I told you she was real. Grace Abraham, take this away, please. Thank you, Robbie. I feel like there's just one thing I have to say now that I'm on the pod. You've been saying my name, Grace Abraham, and it's Grace Ibrahim. But I'm going to let it slide. It's only episode 16. Better late than never. Uh, But yeah, Grace Ibrahim. The proper way to pronounce it. But you know what? You just keep doing your thing. I don't mind sitting here in my glass box. Uh, thank you so much for finally having me on the podcast. I've been asking to be on the podcast for weeks, and Robbie just keeps saying no. So uh, something changed this week. Kyle, maybe it was your question. Great question. I suggested that we have uh, T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, maybe fanny packs, of uh, a glass cube three-dimensional cube and then my face just um right in there or I could be sitting in there I could be standing in there I could be in there with headphones it doesn't matter how, how about we take a poll Robbie and we ask the folks what they want uh Grace to be doing inside the glass cube that was my suggestion I think it's a great one uh let me know if you agree if it's something you'd buy but yeah, I think that's the next step, Robbie. I think that's the next step. Uh, on to your part two 
of the question, what is it like working with Robbie? Uh, it's awesome. Robbie, it's been awesome working with you. I can't believe we're on episode 16. We got this started like a few months ago. It was two weeks after my birthday, and uh, I didn't even know Robbie before this episode. But we met, and it was awesome. I mean, we just like schemed podcast plans and then everything we talked about basically happened and we've been cruising ever since. I think sometimes things get a little bit stressful and uh, there are some harder days. However, there has never been a dull moment. It's awesome. These episodes have been awesome. Thank you for all the support. Coming to you every week from my glass box. For a while, I kind of felt like I was the Wizard of Oz. Like everyone was asking for me and they didn't know if I was real and then all of a sudden I kind of just started revealing little things and then people were like oh my god she's real and I was like yeah and I'm here I should be here every week if Robbie doesn't fire me moving on Kyle thank you so much for your question you guys can ask me questions anytime and I'll answer them Uh, but for now I'm gonna close the door back up to my glass box and Robbie it's back to you Well, folks, there you have it. Tried to tell you. Grace Ibrahim is indeed a live, living human being. Behind the glass on the ones and twos week after week. Every second of the pod, she is there. The cat is out of the bag, folks. Mark it down. Episode 16, Milestone. Highlight it. The brilliant unfaithful is introduced to Grace Ibrahim. Grace... I can't believe it took 16 episodes to get the pronunciation to get the pronunciation of your name right. But uh, I do apologize about that. And moving forward, we'll go ahead and make that correction. Um, anywho, that just about does it for episode 16. Thank you for being aboard. Truly look forward to seeing you next week. And before I go, let me remind you that this episode is brought to you by Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, spray it. Oh, shit, I put that on everything. Folks, we will see you next week. I'm Big Bob. That's Grace Ibrahim. Take care now. <laughs>